Hello and welcome to episode two of a Leader by Example podcast. In this episode, I want to discuss starting a budget. We'll cover the importance of having a budget, how to set up your budget, as well as tips to improve your budgeting habits. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to a Leader by Example podcast with your host, C.D. Johnson. This show is dedicated towards teaching and empowering you to lead your best life. Together, we will ditch the bad habits, covering topics from personal finance to food and fitness. Take charge today. Become a leader by example. Welcome to this sweet show all about getting our money budgeted. Uh, So earlier this week, I was able to reconnect with an old friend. Uh, I'd seen a post of his on Facebook And he'd really gotten into Dave Ramsey and getting out of debt. He's been listening to his podcast, reading his book. uh, And he posted something about how he wanted to help coach people on how to set up a budget, how to manage their finances. Um, And he was willing to do this for free. He wants to get some experience. So eventually he could do this as as a job or as a side hustle. Um, And so I reached out to him and I said, hey, would you be interested in writing for the blog? Uh, The blog, leaderbyexample.com. And uh, he he said yes, and we, we chatted for a little bit, and we caught up, and he ultimately ended up writing a blog post, a great post, uh, titled Six Quick Tips to Help You Stick to Your Budget. Uh, him and his wife have been budgeting uh, and getting out of debt like crazy. In our conversation, he mentioned that him and his wife kind of had their wake-up call uh, a year or so ago, and they were nearly 100 k in debt. Since starting their financial journey, they're now on a strict budget. He said budgeting is the number one key to getting out of debt. And they're on track to pay off the last of their debts by the end of this year, by the end of 2020. And I just thought that was awesome. I'm so proud of him and his wife for taking control of their finances and leading their lives where they want it to go. Uh, and I'm also really thankful that he's agreed to help out with the blog and hopefully inspire some of you to take control of your finances. Uh, But his story made me think that most people are in one of three places financially. First, they're going backwards. So like my friend, before he had his wake-up call, him and his wife were going backwards. They were using credit cards. They were overdrafting uh, on their checking account. And in general, their net worth, how much money they're worth, was going backwards, is in decline. Uh, every time they use their credit card, every time they'd overdraft, it just kept going further and further in the red. Uh, a lot of people, uh, I'd say a majority, are either going backwards or in this next category, which is staying the same. They pay their bills on time. They sometimes need to borrow a little bit of money here and there. Uh, but more or less, they're living paycheck to paycheck and they're just staying afloat. They're staying the same. They're not getting ahead. They're not falling super behind. They're making it work. I'd say most people live in one of those first two categories. The third category, I think it's the smallest, but I'm hoping that it will grow as more people listen to this podcast, is a group of people that are building for the future. This means every month their their wealth is growing, their net worth is growing, it's getting bigger and bigger. Uh, This group of people, their budget, they're diligent in their savings, they're getting out of debt, the the needle is moving in a positive direction. And so it doesn't matter where you're at now, 
if you have debt, if you don't have debt, uh, it's all about which direction is that needle pointing. Are you moving forward? Are you getting out of debt? Are you building a future? Or are you continuing to slide backwards? In my mind, one of the most dangerous places people can be is that middle category, staying the same. The reason is it gives you a false sense of security. You think, you know what? I don't miss my bills. I don't miss uh, any payments. I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. When in reality, you're not going anywhere. Um, and I was there for a while until I started to budget. Where are you at financially? Are you are you sliding backwards like my friend Zach was, uh, deep in credit card payments, hitting overdraft fees? Are you staying the same, living paycheck to paycheck, just making it work, not really building anything for the future? Or do you already have the arrow pointed in the right direction? Are you saving? Are you budgeting frequently? We'll be right back. Before we delve further into today's episode, I'd like to ask a quick favor. With this podcast, I'm really looking to help people get out of a rut and make positive, impactful changes to their lives. I can't do that if no one finds my podcast or blog. If you like what you hear in today's episode, share it with at least one other person. It really helped me and the show to grow so I can reach a broader audience. Thank you. Now I want to get into how to set up your budget. Uh, what can you do so you can start getting your needle pointed in the right direction so that way you can build for your future? Uh, step one is you need to track your spending. Uh, you can do this a number of ways. Uh, if you want to go retroactively, you can go back and pour through online statements and start to figure out where did you spend all your money over the last couple months Um it's easiest if you're in the habit of using a debit card uh, or your bank card and everything's online. Uh, if you're using mostly cash, this might be hard unless you hoard receipts. Uh, if, if you can't go back through all this stuff, what you can do is you can keep a diary, uh, keep like a spending diary, and just jot down everything that you, you spend your money on over a couple weeks. Uh, the idea is that you want to keep track of where you're spending your money so you can really see where your money's going. Uh, I know I used to be this way where I would uh, get paid and I'd start spending money and then after a while my card would get declined and then i just wait till the end of the month and then when I got paid again, I'd start spending money till my card got declined and it was just kind of the same cycle. I didn't really know where my money was going. I'd buy stuff on and off, usually stuff I didn't need until the money ran out. So what you the first thing you need to do is to track your spending. Uh, however you want to do it, uh, whether you go back through your stuff online or you keep a diary uh, or whether you start tracking it online moving forward, just track your spending for a couple weeks. This should be a real eye-opener. Uh, most people don't realize where their money's going. Once you have a pretty good idea of how you're spending your money or the habits that you currently have, the next step is to actually create your budget. You want to do this before you get paid. Don't wait until you get paid to set up your budget. Create a plan for your money before you get that money. Before you ever get paid, set up the budget. There's a lot of apps that can do this. Uh, a couple good ones that get recommended a lot are Mint and YNAB. Uh, W-N-A-B, it stands for Y 
or sorry, stands for you need a budget. Uh, these are some really good apps. Uh, they can link directly with your bank account so you can keep live results of where you're spending your money. Uh, they don't work for bank accounts in Mongolia, uh, so I don't use these. I use a spreadsheet. Uh, my wife and I, we sit down, we enter values into the spreadsheet every month. Uh, I would recommend using one. It just feels a little bit more uh, personable. You can set it up how you feel comfortable. There is a free spreadsheet at aleaderbyexample.com. So if you don't want to make one yourself, there's a free one you can download uh, at the blog. And then once you start your, your budget, you want to start filling in the categories where you're going to spend your money. The first most important category that you want to spend your money on is you. What this means is that you are the most important person that needs to get paid. Yes, you just got a paycheck, but don't rush out and pay everybody else. Pay yourself. You do this by saving. You're saving 10% of your income uh, for the future. Who gets that money? You do. Future you gets that money. What I'd recommend is sticking with that 10%. Uh, a great book to read if you haven't already is The Richest Man in Babylon. Uh, it just goes over some great financial tips uh, from the story or from the perspective of the, the richest man in Babylonian times and how he manages his money and he's giving advice to somebody else. And one of the tips in there is that you want to save 10% of your money. And if you save 10%, your purse will begin to fatten. And before you know it, you'll have, uh, you'll have accumulated a bunch of wealth. So if you're in debt, save that 10% and put it towards your debts. That's kind of paying you. Uh, if you don't have any debts to pay off, just save that 10%, start an extra savings account, get that money growing every single month, every single paycheck. The next important piece on your budget is going to be your bills. Uh, you want to make sure that you are paying off your lights, your heat, your rent, make sure you've got food and shelter. Uh, these are things that usually don't change every month, so you should have an idea of what they're going to be next month and the month after. Usually winter months are a little bit higher for heat costs or for electricity costs. So keep that in mind. But usually these are pretty similar month to month and you have a good idea of what they're going to be moving forward. Next category to fill in is your grocery budget. And this is usually one of the first categories where you've got a little bit of wiggle room and you can make some changes and adjust your budget uh, to save a little bit of extra money. I can't give you a, if you're a family of four, you should spend this much on groceries because it is different for everybody. Uh, it depends a lot on where you live, your cost of living, uh, where you shop, what, what your diet is. Uh, but I do have some tips on how you can save on this category. First is to make a list. Make sure that when you go to the grocery store, you make a list of what you want to buy. Don't get caught in the trap of just going there, especially when you're hungry and buying all sorts of stuff you don't need. Uh, I have a ton of food in our house, and it's so common to open up the cupboards, look at all this food, and think to myself, man, there's just nothing to eat. Uh, I don't have anything that I can make, nothing I want to eat, so... Make a list, make a plan before you go to the grocery store so you don't just buy a bunch of random stuff and get home and feel like you uh, nothing to nothing to cook, nothing to eat. Next step is to uh, to meal plan. Plan out your meals. Plan out what you're going to eat each week. Helps make a list a little bit easier. 
Uh, what you can also do is find places where you can buy in bulk. Buying in bulk often gives you cheaper prices. Uh, you can buy a bunch of stuff and just hang on to it, fill up the pantry. And then if you need to make a quick meal, you've got plenty of stuff uh, and you've saved money in the process. After you fill in the groceries, you want to fill in the rest of your categories. Again, these are going to be different depending on your situation. Uh, do you have an entertainment budget? Uh, are you going to go out to the movies? Are you going to eat out? Uh, before we bought a car here in Mongolia, we needed to have a taxi budget. We had to buy taxis wherever we went. Luckily, it was pretty cheap here in Mongolia. But still, that's something that we needed to budget. Uh, do you have daycare costs? Uh, do you have insurance costs? Anything that that you spend money on, fill it into these categories. Uh, do you know that there's going to be large expenses coming up? Just about anything's going to come up. Anything's going to happen. So plan for that thing. You know you're going to need to change the oil in your car. That costs money. Set a little bit of money aside to make sure you can cover those costs. Make sure that you fill in the rest of these, these categories. Give every dollar a job. When you finish... Make sure that every dollar is accounted for. Uh, if you get to the end and you realize you've got a little bit of money left over, you can boost some categories here and there. Uh, maybe you want to up your savings a little bit. Maybe you want to put a little bit more into uh, entertainment. Maybe you want to put a little bit more into groceries just in case. If you don't have just-in-case funds, maybe start putting money towards those just-in-case funds, things like uh, if a tire blows out, last year we were living in a place and the, it was a dirt road. It seemed like every two weeks we had a flat tire because there was a nail or a bolt or something stuck in our tire. So we needed to make sure that we had money set aside to pay for those sort of repairs, to pay to get our tire fixed. Again, luckily, stuff like that here is pretty cheap. Uh, but still, it can happen. Anything can happen. You get to the end of your budget. Give it a quick scan through and just check that everything's covered. Ask yourself, okay, what if this happens? What if that happens? Once you create your budget, next step is to live your budget. Word of warning, it's going to be wrong. It's going to be off, especially the first month you do it. Uh, generally, we overestimate some costs and we underestimate others. Uh, we think that we're going to be able to buy groceries for maybe $200 for the month and our our expenses are closer to $500 for the month or vice versa. Chances are your budget is going to be wrong, especially the first month you do it. The most important uh, tip here is don't freak out. Don't feel guilty that you didn't stick to your budget. Move some money from a different category and move on. If you overspent on your budget, uh, on your grocery budget, just move some from your travel budget. Not a big deal. If you overspent on your gas for the week, move some from another category and move on. Keep note of that moving forward and kind of ask yourself, is that something that's going to happen every month or is that kind of a uh, oops, did we kind of mess up uh, and it probably won't happen moving forward? If you need to, adjust your budget moving forward. After a few months, uh, usually your budget will be pretty uh, not airtight, but you'll have a much better idea of of how to set up your budget, how much you can expect to spend on certain categories each and every month. A couple ways that you can really get this down from the start is the envelope system. And what this is is where you take envelopes and you label them 
all the different categories in your budget. You label them gas money, grocery money, taxi money, uh, daycare money, uh, fun money, entertainment, eating out, etc. Any category that you have other than your bills and your savings, uh, you want to make an envelope for that category. When you get paid, go to the ATM, pull out some cash, and fill those envelopes up with your budgeted amount. What this will do is it'll help you stick to that money or stick to that budgeted amount. When you go shopping for groceries, grab your grocery envelope and spend cash from that envelope. When you get your receipt, throw the receipt right into that envelope. When you run out of money, you're out of grocery money for that that month. If it's something like groceries, this is where you might want to steal some cash from maybe your entertainment envelope. If you struggle with eating out often and you really want to curb that, an envelope strategy might be a great way to go because once you run out of money in your eating out envelope, you can't eat out anymore. You have to cook meals at home. So the envelope is a uh, physical system that seems to work really well for a lot of people. It worked really well for my wife and I. Uh, unfortunately, two Greeks here, the, uh, the denominations don't go very high. So our envelopes were kind of rather thick with all the 20,000 two Greek notes. Uh, but living in the States, it should be a, a great system. I have heard of people that make separate checking accounts for each category. And then similarly, they fund those checking accounts at the beginning of every month. Uh, for me, this seems like it'd be a lot of work to keep track of all that stuff online. I'm much more tangible. But if this is something that works for you, it has worked for other people. Uh, so you could do that if your bank allows. The big thing is stay committed to your budget. If you do mess up, that's okay. Just use that as a friendly reminder to kind of get back on your budget or to adjust it moving forward as needed. Once you've been doing your budget for a couple months, the most important part to making it work is to live below your means. Now, this may seem obvious, but what it means is that you should spend less than you make. If you are in the category where you are going backwards with your finances, meaning you're going farther and farther in debt, you're racking up credit card debt, you're racking up loans, this means you're not living below your means. You're spending more than you can make. Uh, and I don't mean to be judgmental. I don't mean to uh, be condescending. But you're spending more than what you can afford. And it seems obvious when you say it or when I write it out, it seems kind of obvious that you should spend less money than you make. Uh, but it's often overlooked if you're not tracking, if you're not budgeting, it's easy to to not do. Uh, we can rationalize spending, especially gifts for others around Christmas time. We can rationalize buying our nieces and nephews all these wonderful things. Uh, when we buy a car, we rationalize that, yes, we can afford this car payment. And, okay, we can afford a slightly bigger house if uh, we just pay a little bit extra or I get a little bit overtime. We can afford the monthly payments. And being able to afford the payments and being actually living below our means are two different things. Uh, these payments are set up that they just take money and money from you uh, month in, month out. And it, it doesn't always set us up for success. Now I want to give you some actionable tips on how you can get started to create your budget today. Uh, budgeting is not fun. It's not something that uh, is really exciting or that you often look forward to doing, but it is incredibly important. It's incredibly important to have a plan. 
all great leaders throughout history had a plan. They had a blueprint that they followed. They had some form of uh, plan of attack going into battle. And so here are some tips that will help you stick to your budget and see success doing so. First tip is to automate what you can. Uh, when you get paid, automate your savings. Set up a direct withdrawal or direct deposit into your savings account. Again, I would suggest 10%. Uh, if you can afford to do more, great. But start out with 10% and don't let it go anywhere below 10%. Uh, if you can, set up auto pay on your bills and make that money come out of your account right away. I promise you won't even notice it's gone and you'll make the rest of your budget work. Don't wait till the end of the month to try to pay your bills. Uh, that's often when you'll run out of money, your bills are due, and you have to overdraft. You have to put it on the credit card. Instead, auto pay your bills. Get those set up. Uh, a quick story. When I first got to Mongolia, I was a young, uh, early 20s, and I had a little bit of student loan debt left, and I, I wanted to get that paid off as fast as possible. I wasn't really on... Uh, budgeting well, but I knew if I just sent the money away, I couldn't spend it on, uh, you know, eating out or going out drinking with my friends. I, if, if I just sent the money away. So what I did is as soon as I got paid every month, I went down to the bank and I sent at least a thousand dollars home to go towards my student loans. Ultimately, I didn't have a budget and the end of the month would come. I would make it work. Usually at the end of the month, I would just run out of money by the time we were about to get paid. Occasionally, unfortunately, I did have to borrow a little bit of money here and there from my friends just to get me a couple groceries or some sandwich stuff uh, at the end of the month. But in general, I'm, I was able to make it work. If I had budgeted, I could have been a little bit more systematic about this and had a little bit more success at the end of the month, making sure I still had money for groceries. But the moral is that I made it work, and you can too. So automate what you can uh, and, and pay those bills, pay that savings, pay yourself uh, before you even know the money's in your account. This next tip, communicate with your spouse. This is really, really important. Uh, Zach also mentioned this in his blog post, uh, six quick tips on how to stick to your budget. It's really important that you communicate with your spouse. Set up regular budget meetings. Uh, he mentioned he set up meetings once a week just to check in with each other to see how they're doing on their budget. Um, my wife and I, we schedule meetings uh, every month. And I kind of laughed in his article reading through it. And he said it's not so much a, a meeting as it is, but you're kind of scheduling a date to have a fight. And at first, this is definitely the truth. You will get into arguments with your spouse. Uh, it is kind of a, a hot topic for some couples, but it's really important. Once you get a handle on your finances, it alleviates so much stress from your marriage um, that you, you can both be on the same page. You're both working for the same goal. You're both on the same team. Uh, and it, it's just really important to start that communication with your spouse where you can communicate regularly with your husband or wife. My wife at first, she hated when I would bring up finances. She hated when I'd bring up talking about, okay, what are we going to do with this money? What are we going to do with that money? But now we can easily have this conversation. Okay, we're going to put this much towards savings. We're going to put this much towards guys 529 plan. We're going to put this much towards uh, next month's uh, expenses. It's really easy conversation, but do be prepared at first that you may be scheduling dates to have a, to have a fight with your spouse. 
Next tip, actually what my wife and I used to fight about, give yourself a little bit of pocket money. Uh, this will keep you from going crazy. Uh, it'll keep you from feeling guilty. You, you need a little bit of fun money budgeted into your, your spending. Uh, I personally, I like to buy a little snack now and then. I'll walk across the street to the supermarket. I'll get myself uh, you know, a little candy bar or just something quick to eat. And when we're on a strict budget, I felt really guilty doing that. I felt really guilty getting something to eat because I was hungry. Uh, my wife, she really likes to eat out. And I remember when we were on our budget, she really wanted to stop at this place. And I kind of questioned her a little bit like, hey, isn't that a little expensive? Uh, should we really stop and get that? And in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't all that expensive. It was just a few bucks and it would have made my wife happy. But instead, I brought upon some of that guilt uh, that can come with spending money out of our budget. So make sure that you give yourself a little bit of pocket money every month so that you can do the things that you want to do. If you like getting your nails done, if you like uh, buying a snack now and then, uh, if you uh, maybe uh, spend some money online treating yourself to some nice things once in a while within reason, uh, it can really go a long way into helping you stick with your budget. It's just that little bit of spending cash. Next one is not so much about budget, but just this financial journey altogether is to stop comparing yourself to other people. What you see of people's life on Facebook is a lie. Instagram is a lie. Social media is a lie. People post the good things on their, on their Facebook account. They post their new car, their fancy house, uh, their trips to the Bahamas, to the beaches. And most of those people that show off that they have it all, they also have all the debt that comes with that. Most people that are wealthy don't, uh, don't appear to be wealthy. So when you compare yourself to these people that you see on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, uh, it can often lead to kind of feelings of inadequacy, like you're not good enough, you're not doing well enough, uh, I just want that thing. And it can also kind of spur this uh, keeping up with the Joneses attitude. Like I need to get that new car because so-and-so had a new car or, you know what, I really deserve this vacation, even though it might not be within the budget uh, for this month or for the ne this uh, this year. So stop comparing yourself to people. Your financial journey is a personal journey. Um, it's not something that you're better or worse than anybody else. It's It's your journey. You're the one that has to do it. You're the one that has to live it. And so live it the best you can. My last piece of advice on sticking to your budget and this financial journey is to give yourself a why. Why are you doing this? Why are you budgeting? What is it that you want to save for? Are you trying to save money for your kid's college fund like we talked about last episode? Are you trying to save to make sure that you're prepared for retirement? Uh, ultimately, a day will come when you can't work anymore. Can you afford to not work anymore? Uh, are you saving money so you can travel? Traveling is amazing. My wife and I get to travel quite a bit, uh, and it's it's quite frankly one of the greatest reasons to budget there is. Uh, see the world, get out there. Uh, or are you just trying to get out of the rat race? Are you stuck in the same place living paycheck to paycheck every month, every week, and you want to get kind of out of that rat race where you have to work to pay the next month's bills and you have to work to pay the next month's bills? Uh, so my advice before you even start budgeting is to write out your why. Why are you doing this? Why are you going to create a budget? Why are you going to schedule these fights with your spouse? Uh, 
Why? So now you have everything you need to get yourself from slipping further and further behind and get on the right path to building for your future. If you're sitting there and you're thinking, you know what, I'm fine, I pay my bills, I don't use credit cards, uh, but you're living paycheck to paycheck, please just give it a chance. Give budgeting a chance. See what you can do in a couple of months. See how much money you can save and how much better you can do at your finances. Fine is fine, but I want you to be better than fine. So now you've got all the tools. My challenge to you is to sit down and start your budget uh, for this month before you get paid. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, this entire season of episodes is about getting you further down the path to financial freedom. So subscribe. That way you won't miss an episode and uh, you can get every podcast uh, straight to your device. If you do want a free budget, don't forget, check out a leaderbyexample.com. There's a free template there uh, of a spreadsheet that you can use to get started on your budget. Uh, make sure you check in for the next episode. Next episode, we're going to talk about ways that you can save that first $1,000. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Take care.